Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 280, and it will be about unique contractor bookkeeping problems with receivables. The challenges of keeping accounts receivables simple and up-to-date will be the subject of this discussion, this podcast. And just for the record, this podcast is based on an article that was written by Sherry DeHart. And she is one of our construction accountants here at Fast Easy Accounting. Um, Sherry writes that creating an invoice for an entire project seems like it's the simplest way to track the payments and have the current balance. The harsh reality is that if all of the work is not done when the invoice is put together, the accounts receivable is reflecting a balance due that is completely not real. So, in addition to that, with change orders to the projects, um, change orders up or down, the original contract usually not the end number. The accounts receivable is a reflection of money you expect to collect now. So, jaw deposits are a whole different ballgame than there's receivables and change orders. In more extensive projects, especially new construction, the billing and payment schedule typically is you bill the contractor or the owner, whoever it may be, on the 25th of the month and hope to be paid on or before the 10th of the following month. That's real common. Anything not paid is going to age in the accounts receivable AR, or the aging summary. Now, there are things like jaw deposits, retention, notes receivable, long-term payment plans, and these are not part of accounts receivable. Credits from suppliers, repayment loans to owners, Loans to employees, loans to friends, and family do not belong in the accounts receivable. Follow-up is necessary for payment, but accounts receivable is for expected income from customers and clients for work performed. And this is a real bugger, but we see this quite frequently in a lot of clients' contractors' accounts. And where it really affects and hurts you guys and girls is if you go to the bank to get a loan, you bring your uh, profit and loss and balance sheet, I guarantee the banker can look through that in about five minutes. They know what's going on. If they see that you have some odd stuff in your accounts receivable, or accounts payable for that matter, they're going to smile very courteously, and you're going to feel good about walking out there with a balloon. And the fact is they've either written you off, or if they decide to give you a loan, they see you as a high risk, and they're going to raise the rate. So it's important to get those accounts receivable summaries correct. And next week, we're going to do a similar discussion on accounts payable. But let's move forward. So you can generate whatever software you're using, you can usually generate an accounts receivable AR aging summary. And that aging summary is part of the, the five KPIs or key performance indicators. That's number two. Number two is accounts receivable AR aging summary. So take a peek at that and pay close attention to what's current and most of the software current that's today. Then it goes 1 to 30 days, and 31 to 60, and 61 to 90. 
and over 90 days to get your totals. I encourage you to watch that very carefully. Um, again, accounts receivable, you can think of like this like the, uh, the tachometer on the dashboard of your truck. So if you're looking at your truck dashboard and see the speedometer, that's the cash on hand, KPI, key performance indicator. Number two is tachometer, accounts receivable, cash coming in. Number three is fuel gauge or accounts payable, cash going out. Oil temperature is the balance sheet, three O's, what you own, what you owe, and what's left over. Water temperature you could think of as a profit and loss, and the opinion and accuracy of that depends on the bookkeeper. So back to the accounts receivable, that's the subject of this discussion. Do you have numbers in the current or 1 to 30 column? You're okay. 31 to 60, I'm a little concerned. 61 to 90, now I'm almost at full-blown panic. And I can tell you, anything that's receivable is over 90 days. Um, according to everything I've read online in different places, even before there was online, back in my college days in accounting in the 70s, anything that's over 90 days old has a value of about two cents on the dollar. Because people tend, if they can put you off for 90 days, they tend to just want to put you off forever. So, what is your total? The remainder you have already paid your labor, material, or other costs and subcontractors on. Chances are you paid taxes on this money. Every dollar sitting there is a big deal. Your contractor, maybe a sub, maybe pay as paid, and you might have that same agreement as your subcontractors. But trust me, your supplier has been paid, or will expect to be paid, quickly. And suppliers have been slow walked a number of times. And so um, you might look at this thing called job accounts. It's on our website, job accounts. So all I'm saying is that your, your material suppliers, they're going to get paid no matter what. So don't you be left holding the bag when the music stops. Give you a reminder, you should be collecting job deposits. Jaw deposits. I love jaw deposits because I love opium. O stands for other. P stands for people's. M for money. I like other people's money. Because never, ever borrow money on your credit card at, say, 18% and lend it out to your customers at 0%. Oh, don't worry about it. I get a little short on cash. You can pay me next week or next month. That's fine. You just borrowing that money at 8%, 18%, you're lending it at 0%. Um, not the best move. Let me be really clear, and I mean this with love my heart and total respect because I love contractors, all contractors, all around the globe. You folks are great. Guys and girls, we love all of you. And I mean this with love my heart and total respect. Most of you are not a bank. There's a few contractors that are banks. But most of you are not a bank. So again, I repeat, never use your high interest credit cards and supplier accounts to provide financing to your customers in the form of providing labor, material, subcontractors, and real equipment and other costs, hoping to get paid later on down the road. I want you to take a look at uh, one of my favorite businesses. I don't particularly eat there a lot, but as a business model, I love these folks. McDonald's, McDonald's restaurants earns a massive profit. I've heard it's somewhere in the 25% or a higher range net profit. Compare that with construction on 
part of the reason is cash flow. I love their business model. Customers order first at window one. You, you pay your money and you get your food at window two. Or if you're a walk-up customer, you order your food, you pay. They don't even process the, the order until you pay. You gotta love it. Pay first, food last. No invoicing, no waiting for the check to arrive, and hoping not to to pay. They just say in their own way, show me the money. Now, for contractors who want to offer financing, you can certainly do that. We've had several construction companies and we offered financing on all of them. I mean literally all of them. And people loved it because a lot of times you don't have cash in the bank. They can't write you a check, they don't have cash handy. But if you can offer financing, chances are you will increase your sales and profits. How do you do that, you ask? Accept credit cards. Get set up at a bank or a credit union that will offer to loan your construction clients money for small projects. You can also get set up with uh, um, home, home loan places uh, like household finance and that type of thing. Their interest rates are a little higher, but you can do that. The fact is, if you accept credit cards or you have an arrangement with a, uh, a money lender like household finance or journal finance, there's all kinds of places out there, then what happens is they send the paperwork with a lender and a credit card or otherwise, you do the work and you get paid. Now, I know I've heard all the complaints, the, the wah wah, accepting credit cards costs money. Yes, it does. Darnest thing. I have a cell phone, that costs money too. And I need food, clothing, and shelter, and that costs money. So, now, take this for what it's worth. I'm a, I've been around for a while. I'm a dinosaur, okay? I've owned and operated construction companies. I know what you guys are dealing with because I've dealt with it. But let me tell you, as an accountant, there's a concept we use. It's called when MR is greater than MC, do the deal. When marginal revenue is greater than marginal cost, do the deal. So if someone wants a little project done and, and you want to you want to sell it to them for say $5,000 and they don't have $5,000 and you don't take credit cards, They'll be polite and say, okay, we'll think about it and call you. The minute you leave, they're on the, on the web looking for somebody who takes credit cards. So let's say that you have a net profit of, say, 10% after all the cost. So if you'd have accepted the job, you'd have made $500. It would have cost you, hmm, I don't know, around 20 bucks, give or take. So let's see, $500 cost me 20 bucks. I guess that would be worth it. Like I said, it depends on where you go for your uh, credit, uh, your merchant accounts. And the first place I recommend, seriously, is go to your bank. Talk to your banker, you know, and then there's other places on the web you can go. Just be careful. Find a reputable one. Um, one of the ones that I like, I enjoy immensely, uh, is PayPal. So get a PayPal account. Accept PayPal. It's fantastic. We have several contractors that are accepting PayPal, and a few of them have grown nicely, and PayPal is just a fraction of what they accept every month. And even that, it can be 15, 20,000. So, enough said. Here it is. Accepting credit and debit cards is like having, here it comes, a randalism. Oh my God. An electronic armored car. On standby, standby 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
ready to take your money to the bank automagically. That's a randomism. How you like it? Electronic armored car. I love that phrase. Okay. I love that because back in the 60s, uh, we took a lot of cash and I had to, to carry, a, carry a gun, basically, and go to the bank. And I didn't care for it. It was it's kind of scary. You know, you're walking in, you're driving to the bank with, you know, 20, 30,000 cash and you're having to get out of your car and go to the bank. And I never had any problems, but I've had a few people that looked a little funny. Well, guess what? You can have 100,000. Goes to the, uh, the bank at, with your electronic armored car. Enough said. Now, if your accounting system like QuickBooks or Xero is set up properly, an invoice can be emailed to your customer or your client. And when they open it, there's an option and pay by the credit card immediately. Let me give you an example. You finish a construction project around 1 o'clock in the afternoon. You go into your office at 5 o'clock. You open your accounting software. You put together an invoice and email it to your customer at 6 o'clock in the evening, an hour later. They arrive home at 7 o'clock. After dinner, they check their email about 9, in the, 9 o'clock in the evening. They open your email, review your invoice, and pay the bill. Oh, my gosh. You're getting ready to go to bed. Guess what? Ka-ching, ka-ching. Money came into your account. All right, enough said. Please, don't refinance your customer or your client's project by providing a substantial amount of labor material to contractors and real equipment hoping to get paid later down the road. I know I'm repeating myself. Uh, my middle name is Pete. My, my second name is Repeat. Okay? Please. Having owned and operated several construction companies, I know how important cash flow is to the success or failure of any business, and especially construction company owners like you. We have clients, bless their hearts, and I love them. I love all of our clients. We have some clients that took them a while to understand why it was so hard on them and kept saying, get the money, get the money, get the money. All right? Because, why? Because contractors, you're all good. You know how to... You know how to do contract. You know how to do drywall, paint, electrical. You know, if you're electrical, what are you doing? You're bending pipe and pulling wire. If you're a plumber, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're laying pipe day and night. You know, if you're a drywall contractor, what do you do? You're throwing up sheets of drywall. If you're a painter, it's, you know, gallons of paint on the wall, whatever. And you're all very, very good at what you do. You're all craftspeople. And I got a lot of respect for you. You know, and, and more so than that, because back in the day, in the Paleozoic age, my earlier years, I was actually a, a plumber. I served my apprenticeship and became a master plumber. So I'm a licensed journeyman. And I'm pretty good at my trade. Unfortunately, I'm not uh, as quick as I was, and so I, <laughs> I'm staying with my accounting career. So that's what I started with originally for me into plumbing. Anyway, the key is that these clients, once they realized what peace of mind was, paying all the bills on time and having money left over for vacations, and toys and support their favorite charities and their families. Let me tell you, all of a sudden it came crystal clear and the one thing I heard I heard more than not was I wish I'd have done this a lot earlier. Okay, and in full disclosure, I have, we have clients that have tried taking credit cards um, and it worked out well. I can show them their financials and say, look, you're making more money. Next thing you know, they go talk to somebody at their business round table. That's that little round table in the bar with four pitch with a pitcher of beer and four glasses. And four contractors are not doing well, but they're giving each other advice. Or worse yet, 
they go to their CPA who does the taxes at the end of the year and the CPA says, oh my God, you're spending $1,000 on credit card fees. You know, if you cut that out, that's $1,000 to your bottom line. Yeah, there's a reason why you don't have CPAs do the bookkeeping. They're not the sharpest knives in the drawer. Uh, most of them, I, I say that uh, the, the crossing guard is down, the, the lights are flashing, the train's not coming, okay? Because CPAs, God bless them all, they tend to look at cost. How can we cut costs? I think the funniest thing I see with CPAs is you get involved in a construction company. The first thing you're going to do is sell all the equipment and just lease it. And very quickly, they got a big pile of cash. That cash goes away because they got rid of all the assets. And the funniest ones are the ones that if the contractor, if you have a piece of property and maybe a, a, an office or a shop, they'll say, oh, my God, we got to sell that shop and get cash. Well, that's fine. So sell the shop, get cash, pay rent. Ten years later, the value of that property is double or tripled, and your rent is going up accordingly, and you don't have a lot of cash left. So CPAs have their rule or their role, and their role is to file your tax return and leave you alone. And if there's a problem between getting an audit, then pick your CPA up by the, uh, the collar and throw them under the bus of the IRS. It's their problem to make sure you're okay. Um, I'm, I'm done with that tangent. Get enough and jaw deposits and progress payments. So again, you're always using opium, other people's money, to pay for the labor materials subcontractors, real equipment, and overhead of their construction projects. When you invoice your customer for the entire amount of the job, it's very hard to keep track of the unbilled portion because as change orders occur up or down, the amount due changes. Then you're trying to figure out what the current billing is due outside of QuickBooks and using Excel sheets and all kinds of nonsense. The other problem too is this creates a, an opportunity for double billing. And that'll run the risk of overstating income, being liable for and paying taxes on a number that's not real. And then when your customer finds out about it, good luck getting that tax dollar back. See, cleaning the QuickBooks files and other files, we find contractors will have entered into an software in QuickBooks or Zero an estimate as an invoice based on their best hope that yes from their customer is real. A lot of times customers will say yes and you'll never get the contract, you'll never get the deposit. I'm sorry, we live in a real world, not a world of what should be. That's another randalism. We live in a real world, not in a world of what should be. Unable to pay balances and accounts receivable Aging summary can be as simple as a sales tax adjustment for the payment received because no invoice was created. A slight overpayment where the client rounded up the payment for a convenience, like a tip. Other times, payment was posted directly to the checking account and paid into PayPal. And I'll tell you, PayPal is a real bugaboo. Uh, we have a system here for our clients who are outsourced. So if they're on PayPal, we know what to do to split out the transactions. It's, it's, it's a little difficult, but we have a process for it. Because part of the PayPal fee goes to your bank and part is goes to a, a different account, but all the amount has to go to the invoice. Okay, because the money received was less was due, uh, less the merchant services that were due. All over the course of time, these things will distort the numbers. You, the contractor, looking at the balance sheet, and you may say to yourself, hey, I can buy in the blank, you know, a new pickup truck, uh, toys, a, a boat, a ski-doo, because I have this much that comes receivable. 
The banker looks at accounts receivable and wonders why you cannot or will not collect the balance due, especially anything over 30 days old. Many tax accounts suggest any amounts over 30 days should be written off. Lots of bad debts are not helpful in getting a loan from the bank. Again, negative numbers and low balances are an invoicing issue. Large balances are sometimes a result of a number billed ahead of work performed or a result of poor contract or collection policy. Taking credit cards is cheap in comparison with the penalties, late fees, especially in state and federal government. The question you can ask yourself too is, are you able to pay the 2% discount on your payables? Because sometimes they'll offer 2% discount if paid by the 10th. Or are you paying 80% or more in fines and penalties? Well, that was a lot of information. I hope it was helpful. And I'm going to put in a shameless plug for our services here and just say, if you're a DIY type of person, we offer all of our QuickBooks, setup files, zero, uh, QuickBooks for desktop, QuickBooks for Mac, QuickBooks for online, and zero, chart accounts, cost codes, um, the setups, everything. And you can find all that at www fasteasyaccountingstore.com and these are all the same setup files, chart accounts and Costco's that we use here in our, our business for outsourced accounting. I hope this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your accounting to your contractors bookkeeping to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. Anybody can do that. We take a holistic approach to your entire construction company and help support you as a custom, as a contractor and as a person. You see, we understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them. And we sincerely care about you and your construction company. Well, that's all I have for now. Please give me the honor of commenting and reading the podcast wherever you're listening to it on. And feel free to tell me what you liked, you didn't like, until you just see it. Because your feedback is crucial. And I think in advance. It's our mission statement here at Fast Easy Accounting, and we sincerely believe this. This is not just blah, blah. We mean it. We live it. Contractors like you deserve to be wealthy because you bring value to other people's lives. This is one more example of how Fast Easy Accounting is helping construction company owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put money in the bank to operate and grow your construction company. You see, construction accounting is not rocket science. It's a lot harder than that. And a lot more valuable to people like you. So stop missing out. If you'd like to learn what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, please visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash C-A. And please feel free to call Sherry at 206 206- 361-3950 or you can email her S-H-A-R-I-E at fasteasyaccounting.com and schedule your no charge consultation. Probably contractors and construction company owners have known that the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a very long time and now you know about it too. By the way, if you're thinking of outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, you're invited to download a guide to find the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation. 
you can find it at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash HS. Well, thank you very much. Hope you understand. We really do care about you and all contractors, regardless of whether or not you ever hire our services. Bye for now. Until our next episode here on the Contractor Success Map Podcast, where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free just for you.